Hey guys, it's Eula, and you're listening to Teenish. Before we get started with the actual podcast, I wanted to apologize for the really long and really, really unexpected hiatus from posting. In no means did I not want to stop posting. I actually had a regular schedule that I wanted to post for the summer, but just with any lovable Apple product, it breaks. And sometimes it breaks just to break without a reasoning or a warning. So pretty much I was like using my computer one night and I heard something out my window. So I put my computer on the ground and I looked out the window and then I went back to my bed and I picked up my computer and it had like glitches on the screen. So like if you know, I don't know if anyone has this, has had this happen to them, but like whenever TV screens have like are broken or something they'll have like those weird horizontal and like vertical colored glitches so that's pretty much what happened with my computer except i didn't cause anything to break it like i didn't drop the computer on the ground my room is carpet and like i just had no clue what happened so i called apple care the next morning and i knew like apple care would not be able to do anything because they never help no offense but i like checked on my phone and I did some research about like what could have possibly happened and little did I know that it was like some weird defect that just happens to the computer sometimes. So then what ended up happening was that after Apple Care didn't help, they told us to call the Apple store, but then they were like they're backed up for like seven weeks due to COVID, so they can't take any more like products to come and fix so then we had to go to a secondary like certified apple dealership that fixes the products and they even were backed up and they said that theirs would take like two not two like 18 to 19 business days so that's like almost three weeks and that was back in i think june-ish and so like three weeks passed and i just totally forgot about my computer and i really had wanted to do some podcast stuff but like the way that i have everything set up with the podcast i could only really do it on my computer so that's why i wasn't able to upload but i mean once it passed to be like three weeks or something by this time it was like the end of june maybe july i was gonna call them but then i was like let me just leave it alone so then like they never called well actually i had to call them back too but we dropped it off and then little did i know it later on it's like pretty much july the end of july and i called them and i'm like i'm here to pick up my computer and so i come in to pick up the computer and they gave me the receipt and stuff. Luckily, it was all under warranty, so I didn't have to pay anything because the glitch, or not really glitch, it was pretty much a screen defect, which is what I read when I did my research. But they said it would cost like $600 if I didn't have warranty. So that's really good. So I'm happy that there's warranty on this until December. So maybe I should get like that Apple insurance, but that's extra money, I don't know. Um, but either way, I got the computer back, and I was just kind of not too happy about have, not having my computer for a long time, because my phone's broken too, so like my computer is my only form of, I guess, communication and stuff, so it was really hard to like do things that were actually prior priorities, like doing schoolwork and summer work. And like I'm in student council, so we have student council Zoom meetings. And like then I had to schedule a way to do that. And 
It was just a lot, so I'm happy to have my computer back now. And that's the whole story. That was a very long intro. But anyway, besides that, I'm back and better. And I do plan to post around once a week from here on out. And with that being said, please make sure to rate and share this podcast and to keep up with me on my socials since I'll be back to posting at team.ish.podcast on IG and at Yulamalai on IG. And on that note, enjoy the episode. Peace. Okay, so... I don't exactly know how to start this one off nicely because I know whatever I say, I'll end up offending people, but to be honest with you, I don't really like TikTok. But after, even after is like thinking about this as like an idea to do, I think what I realize is that I don't not necessarily hate it. I think I just don't want to download it. So it becomes like another app to pretty much get addicted to and then just like fall into this whole... I don't know, like, spending seven hours on the app and whatnot, just nonstop scrolling. So I think it was just me knowing my limits. I don't really know how to explain it. But either way, yeah, I don't, I think I've said this in another podcast, but I don't exactly, I'm not fond of it. And yes, that might be a surprise to a lot of people because I'm a teen and literally I think they have like 100 million users in the U.S. and it's at its highest state right now. Or is it? Because Trump is trying to ban it. But I'm just like not for it. But I mean, I think my problem with it is more leaning towards the facts it leaves on people and less of the content. Although some of the content is, como se dice, questionable for sure. But to get TikTok, to get to TikTok, we got to start at the origins of Musical.ly. Didn't we all love 2016? It was such a simple time. Sixth grade was, it was a good year for me, I think. I Seventh grade was my best year, actually. And a lot of people hate their seventh grade year, but I loved it. I was thriving. I made, like, a lot of new friends came to my middle school. And then, like, I don't know. I'm just such an open and like extroverted person that I guess I just found it easy and not just that but like every year I was separated from my main friend group during homeroom and stuff and like the way that my old school was since it was a performing arts school like we had our we had majors of what art we did so like even so I didn't really see my whole friend group until maybe lunch and maybe like the last period so like I was forced to make other friends too and luckily that worked out for me because I'm made a lot of good friends seventh grade year kind of miss it but um yeah we gotta start out musically i feel like when musically came out it was a pretty wholesome social app it shared videos it was really just tiktok without the not inappropriate but cringy dancing it was definitely something new that we genuinely had never seen before and of course Yes, I hopped on the trend. Actually, I think I got on it in, like, fifth grade because I remember posting, like, an end-of-the-school-year TikTok. Like, I literally came home from fifth grade promotion and, like, I got on my tablet and I said, and I did some weird TikTok on my ground. I was home alone. It was so cringy. I can, I remember it and, like, the app is gone, but I still remember it. Either way, um, yeah, I hopped on the trend and looking back at it again it was really cringy but it is what it is like 
even so I have memories of going over to one of my closest friends house and sometimes all we would do was stay in her room and make the cringiest TikToks <laughs> until we fell asleep and we thought it was the funniest thing ever I don't know why to be honest with you like we did TikTok live streams and literally one person came on and I remember this one and we just live stream us making salad I don't know please someone explain but um yeah it was a pretty wholesome time it was fun and then eventually I can't explain what happened but like most things it hit its highest high and then people started moving off to other things but for some reason snap still has not been able to be one of those apps to call it quits because to be honest snapchat is so dry I literally I mainly only use it for 30 minutes and I only use it to text to primarily text the people that I'm like not insanely close with but like acquaintances I guess like I'll use it to text people and then I look at people's private stories and then I look at the subscription page that I'm like subscribed to and then I'll just post on my private story like that's all I pretty much use it for now so I'm kind of surprised that no one is like hey let's hop off of snapchat to be honest with you but I'm like do I really care if you're jumping into a pool or if you're at some local creek not adding anyone just saying um like it's harsh but it's just your reality either way this isn't some snap tangent or musically tangent it's supposed to be a tiktok tangent and so I think once Musical.ly hit its lows, the developers probably needed some extra boost to stay in the competition and a way to make money. And then Musical.ly morphed into TikTok. I don't know if it's the same, if it's owned by the same company of ByteDance, because I know that's who TikTok is owned by. But even so, I remember in the beginning stages of TikTok, everyone thought it was so weird and so unnecessary and that it would be worse. But little did they know. And so this app eventually turn itself into an app used by like 800 million people and yes there are good aspects to it i will say but now i think it's personally become more problematic than ever and here's why now i will give the pros that i like tiktok because i like the comedy viewpoints those are funny and i like that it it kind of helps to like help you explore artists with smaller no, i guess not i don't know how to say it like, it helps you explore smaller artists and smaller, like, people that do music or art. And, like, I like that because there are, like, art people on TikTok that post their stuff. And I find that really cool because you can support them. And then I have found, like, literally, I, I have to say this, half of my playlist of songs are probably TikTok songs, unfortunately. But, I mean, it does help to explore new artists, just saying. But with the whole comedy part that one's kind of two-sided because although tiktok is funny do not ever say that tiktok is vine vine is superior and you cannot change my mind thank you for listening to my ted talk but no in all seriousness um people have been trying to do tiktok as the new vine and this and this and i don't think that you can throw the app under the bus like that just saying i know that the dude like he literally came out with no, he's coming out with another app. No, he already came out with the app. Yeah, he came out with this app of technically Vine 2 with a morph of TikTok, and it's called Byte. And now that people are thinking that TikTok's going to get banned, that you should move over to Byte because this is going to be the new thing, and I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. I don't think I'll get Byte either 
because again if it's just tiktok number two then it stands it's probably gonna stand for all of what i don't want but i mean i guess i just gotta wait and see but yes i know this is pretty much me being a hypocrite and i'm all for the funny tiktoks like those can make me laugh till i'm hurting and stuff like that but then i think people got too much into the hype part and that's what ruined it that is like not really i guess that's like the petty reason of why i don't really like tiktok but these are the more logical reasons number one to start this one i don't think a lot of people know about pretty privilege now it may sound fake and dumb but pretty privilege exists and it's exactly what it sounds like having better opportunities because you're so-called prettier and that's like the norm of TikTok. If you look at your for, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but most of the time I see um, other people's for you pages or anything related to TikTok and the media, or even in other medias like Instagram or something. Please tell me or count how many times you see a person of color, a curvier plus size person, or even an LGBTQ plus person on your page. Now, there are definitely some people, but like the whole norm on TikTok is definitely not that, I will say, uh, from what I observe. Like, it, again, it might be different for some people, and I don't want to put a disclaimer in because it's all supposed to be facts, no printer, but sometimes people get offended. Now, I will say, going back to the whole For You page thing, they most the people on the pages most likely look like Addison Ray or Charlie or Dixie D'Amelio or... Tessa Barrett, I forgot her name, or something, or Josh Richards, Lil Huddy, or that really weird-looking kid Noah Beck. I don't know why everyone is obsessed with him. I'm sorry. I he's hmm, He just doesn't look that appealing to me. All these people fit the perfect European and Western beauty standards, and a quote I saw that really represents this is, pretty is most often synonymous with being thin, white, able-bodied, and cis. And the closer you are to these ideals, the more often you will be labeled pretty and benefit from that prettiness. Pretty privilege can give way to more popularity and people treat pretty people better. Pretty privilege is also conditional and does not often extend to people who are BIPOC, disabled, older, and or fat, end quote. And yes, relating most things back to standards and labels, unfortunately, TikTok to me exploits younger kids to not only fitting into these boxes of Western beauty standards to be considered pretty and then therefore more worthy. Like, what more has Josh Richards done where he can sit there and bite his lips and run his fingers through his hair and get like 9 million likes, but then you might have an actual talented funny person like Adam Kinda Cole or Aaron Hull or Kevin Perry and like other people and they actually put out funny and comedic content and they only get like i don't know 200 like or not 200 200,000 likes but seriously though most of them are popular i will say because of the way that they look and you can uh, you can agree to disagree um i will say though that like a lot of people might get mad if i say something about i don't know charlie d'amelio but i think with her she was like her whole situation was randomized but that's a whole nother thing altogether. I will say that whether it's unrealistic body type, facial features, and, and what seems to be the worst part is that these vulnerable children are trying to spend most of their hours trying to look their best for validation. Seriously though, most of them are popular because of the way they look, whether you once believe it or not, i.e. Josh Richards and charisma. Number two, 
sexualization on TikTok. Now, I know that you can say that for a lot of these apps, like on Instagram, you have maybe random people trying to enter your DMs and stuff. But with TikTok, I feel like there's like no way that you can leave it. I mean, again, I don't have the app, so maybe there is. But to be honest with you, to start, what is up with the really, really inappropriate POVs or point of views where people think it's okay to be like, I'm your dad POV, or I'm your brother's friend and I walk in on you sleeping point of view. Like, that's not, it's not okay. It's really cringy again to start. And it's not normal. Like, I don't know anyone that would just come up to you and be like, point of view, pretend I'm your dad. And it's like another 14 year old guy or something. That That's just like, I don't know if that's supposed to turn people on or what but it's definitely questionable let's just leave it there and the worst part is i've seen like entire pages dedicated to that whole point of view thing now again some of them are funny and i do enjoy watching or listening to because they have a good sense of humor but when tiktok reuses this algorithm to put out these like kidnapping point of views and other stuff they're putting out the wrong image in children's heads and not just that, but along with some of the other dances, should we say? Like, like I don't want to be seeing nine-year-olds, boys or girls, doing body rolls or twerking. Like, I feel like that just over-sexualizes children, and it's not, their, it's not the children's fault. Don't get me wrong. Or even, like, TikTokers that are, I guess, I don't know, more of their teenage years, freaking grinding. And, like, I, I don't want to be a part of that and I don't want to contribute to that and the thing is that some people might say well oh it's just dancing and yes I do agree that it is just dancing but there's a fine line between fun and these kids unconsciously gaining attention from unwanted pedophiles and older people and that's the real scary part in my opinion like no, to be honest with you, I don't want to see a nine-year-old twerking, and some people might think that's okay, and if that's them, then that's them, but it's not the kid's fault, but it's the fact that you're allowing, like, 30-year-old men and stuff to sign up for this app, and they're able to look at these nine-year-old kids doing this stuff, and that's where the problems really start. But not just that, but the fact that all these kids are now learning some of the songs that seem to blast whatever the heck they want and most of them don't even know the context of the songs that they're singing like i'm again with every positive there's going to be a negative and with every negative there's going to be a positive so the positive of finding the small artists are good but the con in my opinion is that there are a lot more songs that i have heard from tiktok that exploit a lot of um again como se dice questionable things in there in the songs and as young kids they haven't really learned the meaning of the stuff yet and i don't think they should at that age and then singing along with it not knowing the context again is like really weird and it's our site our society has just become so sexualized and it's what's really going to ruin the adolescent's perception of everything like i was literally watching Haley fam's video really good youtuber on how more people like the tiktok of her in a bikini rather than her in comfy clothes like why do you have to show more skin to get more likes shouldn't you just be comfortable wearing whatever you want hoping that people aren't looking at other body parts or they'd rather see you all dressed up and then that's why you get more likes like i, I just don't get it but 
moving on from that one number three i don't really know what to call this one exactly but i mean i think it's just like with any social media app i think too much time spent on it and like i've known people that have spent like 13 hours straight on tiktok and it's not really i don't think it feeds into a very healthy mental or physical spatial awareness and like that's probably again one of the main reasons why i never and probably won't download the app now you might be thinking that like where do i get all this stuff where i say i've seen tiktoks and this it's because my sister has the app and she'll pretty much force me into her room and i will admit the ones that we do watch are funny and i like most of them some of them and that's where i start to see like the other sides of tiktok which again are definitely different but for the most part that's how i'm able to get mine done and that's the problem with apps like instagram and tiktok the search page on instagram never ends and same with the tiktok for you page it never ends so it can just go on and on and on and before you know it, it's like the next morning and then and i think it's important as an individual to be able to recognize your consciousness and your spatial awareness around you and being able to have boundaries for yourself and the app doesn't help with that like the only thing that probably would help is the like time limit thingy but like even so if you have the time limit thingy you most likely won't like stop it especially if you were the one who knows the password and set it up for yourself then you probably can like go back to the app if you know the password so it really only works unless you have a parent doing it or something but um yeah that was that's like my idea of like why i really don't want it number five i don't really know what to call this one but like I kind of took into account that like it's kind of almost like this weird societal rule where it's weird to post multiple pictures a day on Instagram unless it's like a spam or something because I feel like the norm on Instagram has become not necessarily meaningful but like meaningful and cute photos that like you like of yourself but with TikTok I've realized that like at this point seriously I think most of the people are, are only in it for the hype and money and they post like 10 times a day because they know now that if they don't then they probably won't gain anything and this is probably has been a source of their income so they probably won't gain income but like seriously someone please explain to me when did hitting the woe and someone doing the remix of the macarena become a skill set like someone please tell me how you can learn and use these skills and how it's an asset to your life i don't i really don't understand that to be honest with you like, I understand if you were making your own choreography or something, or you grew up dancing, like, Charlie, I guess, because I think she was a professional dancer, but for all the other people that are just sitting here doing the mop and, like, wowing, how does that help your future? Like, seriously, imagine, for real, like, imagine that TikTok, unfor I guess, unfortunately, it gets banned. How are those skills going to help you survive? Like, I've seriously, I've actually seen several TikToks where the people will just be dancing at McDonald's. But, like, that's legit the reality. Like, some of these people have given up their whole life because they now have made a social media career, but they have nothing to fall back on. And that's what I don't think is very good. I think you should always try to have a plan B because, again, it can be taken away from you like that. But that's for them to figure out you know i heard that microsoft might be buying tiktok so they might be able to buy a bit more time but what's your plan b if this were to actually happen 
I know for, like, some people, like, again, like, Charlie's age, there's, she's still 16 or something. She still has schooling and stuff. But, like, again, for these 20-year-old, like, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids that, like, are now adults and can live on their own, they, I don't know if some of them decided to go to college. Like, I know Noah Beck dropped out of college to go to the Hype House and stuff. Like, what is he going to do now? He was a soccer star. He was an upcoming soccer star or something. And he was doing really good, I'm pretty sure, because I saw this recommended video on YouTube. This is the only reason why I know. But I, like, was thinking to myself, why would he give that up? I know that it's fame, but, like, fame can be taken away from you like that. So, again, that's for them to deal with, but I'm just speaking on it. Uh, Team 10 times 2. I will say, honest on my life, the whole Team 10 thing and the whole Sway House, Hype House thing is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm totally okay for you living your life with your friends and your roommates, and but this stuff has become a, re- a reoccurring thing where, like, whenever you're in some type of house and you're a so-called influencer, that there's always some type of drama that needs to make its way to the top. And then cancel culture, which kind of needs to be canceled, cancels someone, and then diss tracks are made, and it just makes all the people along with you look like morons and idiots and look like annoying attention seekers. Like, seriously. I'm so tired of seeing people make videos about the Sway House versus the Hype House tea, how does it benefit you for real like this for real like where on decides tiktok and youtube which i also don't like all the celebs moving to youtube but again that's another thing you will see influencers having a freaking boxing match over some of the dumbest bs ever i don't get it like don't get me wrong i like a little bit of drama yes but there becomes to a point where it's too much and then someone gets butt hurt and leaves the house to go to the opposite house and all just starts to look staged and it looks like it's there for views. And I think that people become so addicted and pushed out of reality that they start to believe this nonsense. And then we have zero clue to what the truth is and we just need to stop that. And that's why I think we have, I mean, I don't really follow along with it, but I kind of do. But I guess that's why I have a bit, I have more respect for like, Charlie and her sister, I guess, leaving the house for whatever reasons they did because they were, like, out of the whole Chase Hudson nonsense drama. Like, what he did was childish to another level. It really showed his true colors. Like, I'm pretty sure someone pointed out that, yes, he, like, kissed one of the other guys from the Sway House's girlfriend or something, and then all of a sudden he starts exposing people. Like, Yes, they did wrong, but is it your place to really bring that to social media where you know everything will escalate? Don't really think that was a smart decision. But that's that whole Charlie Hudson chase nonsense drama. Yeah, he he's, he's not a the best person either. I will say I don't really respect him, mainly because he has said some several controversial things, let's just say. Going into the Charlie thing, which I'll talk briefly on, like, I, at first, when I was, like, new to the whole I- idea of this app and stuff, I really didn't see why she was getting so many views, why she was so special, why this, this, this. And I do think some of it does have to play with pretty privilege. I just... But then I opened up to the idea that she technically never necessarily asked to be famous, and she is pretty mature for a- her age. Like, she, I'm guessing she never woke up and she was like, hey, I want to have 70 million followers. So... At the end of the day, I guess she doesn't deserve 
the amount of hate that she actually is getting because if I were in her shoes I probably would get so fed up with people and the BS that she has to deal with because of her acts and other stuff and because someone needs to put him back into his place yeah but someone really needs to put Chase Hudson back into his place because he's still thriving but someone needs to stop that but yeah that's team 10 TikTok thing and even with team 10 like you realize you don't hear about half the people anymore and I think this was oh my god team 10 was like four years ago but they really just made half the people on there made them seem like like for real idiotic I don't even know they just really seem like idiotic people because they're sitting here making diss tracks about Ohio fried chicken and about why I left the house I don't even know man I'm not even gonna get into that but um I think the last reason that I wanted to talk about or why I don't necessarily like TikTok is because racism on TikTok now, I don't really like when people try to avoid it because racism definitely exists, stereotypes exist, whether you're delusional to it or not, and it's very, very prevalent on TikTok whether or not, again, you want to believe it, i.e. the hot Cheeto girl trend or TikTokers saying the N-word. Still, I still don't understand how we can be in such a different era of society where some people still don't know whether or not it's okay to say the n-word. That's really, really mind-boggling, to be honest with you. I don't understand why it even needs to be spoken of, to be honest with you, and it's just whack. Because there's some African-American people and, like, people like myself, and I don't even use the n-word because I just don't feel comfortable with the roots it has and I just but yes please someone explain to me how a black person who is allowed to say the word has morals and doesn't say it but then you'll have some other random person or other random tiktoker or someone that's just someone that's not african-american and have it accidentally slip out of your mouth that's what I don't get like I don't even say it but then you'll have someone else who's not even supposed to say it say it that's just weird <laughs> But we need to normalize in society that it's not okay to use that word unless you're black. But even if it's not the N-word with the whole hot Cheeto girl stereotype that is relating to the ghetto or so-called ratchet black and Latina girls that have like long acrylic nails and long braids and long fake eyelashes. And it's just pure disrespect to the whole community. And I don't even understand why there will be other people of color or other people who go to a predominantly white school where they aren't even exposed to those so-called stereotypes and they don't even know of one black person that speaks that way but they somehow still hop on the trend i don't really get that not just that but not all black people grow up in the so-called hood and there are african-american people that speak proper or proper english and they may not speak aave or african-american vernacular english and they grow up in the suburbs also known as pretty much me and there are people that might not have the best upbringing or the same resources and opportunities that have grown up in the hood so for you to make fun of them and the way that they may not have been educated and taught better because of deep-rooted racism is something that is so ridiculous and just ignorant to me and to bring up that stereotype is really uncivil and to be honest with you very discourteous to think that some people believe that a lot of people in the black community speak of this way or acts like this and it just portrays this whole really degrading shadow over the whole community and that's not true 
because there are tons of, again, there are tons of people that don't act this way, and then people just get this one stereotype rooted into them. And then the other problem is that the way that TikTok is set up, again, with the algorithm, where it allows for these racist passing videos, the moment that someone comes to speak on the issue, that they get demonetized or the video gets taken down, which is also very pr problematic and not okay because you're trying to hide the reality of society and what's actually happening in the real world. And then by shutting away empowerment and impression and leading people to be convinced that disregarding the topic is okay, that's where a lot of when the whole George Floyd murder happened. P.S. There will be a podcast episode on that soon. But I just don't think it's okay that someone is able to say something racist with, again, the second that someone tries to speak up against whatever someone's saying. It's not the person that has the racist video or the stereotypical video on the app that is allowed to continue to use it, but then the person that tried to call the other person out video now gets demonetized. That's kind of weird. But... With that, that concludes my problems with TikTok and why I necessarily won't hop on the app or trend. Again, I will give credit to the funny creators who actually put out original content because they really are the ones that should get the hype and they are the ones that I believe should be like, um, what's the word? Not being affected. They are the ones that should benefit from this. And they really are the ones, again, who make or break the app. But with that being said, I wanted to say thank you guys for listening and for bearing with me with no new episodes over the past few, pretty much month or so. But either way, if you like my podcast, make sure to rate it and share with family and friends, and I'll be sure to release more content. On that note, bye!